welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. John. <laughs> guys, uh, welcome to episode 189. Um, before we get anywhere, so make sure we check out. Make guys, make sure you check out Muson Minis. Um, if you buy any of their widgets, uh, terrain, especially if you want some good 3D uh, quick terrain, they have a really good uh, 3D sci-fi terrain. Um, that would really work good for like Infinity and Marvel Crisis and uh, Warcaster, uh, which you'll be seeing some of that at uh, Warfare Weekend. Um, you can get a 10% discount. All you got to do is type in more than dice, all one word, and you'll get 10% off everything you order from them. Um, other than that, um, John, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> what were you eating before? It looked really good. It looked like is that a cookie? brownie from Domino's because I didn't really want anything in the house and I was slightly inebriated after my stream, so I couldn't go out. Don't blame me. So I ordered Domino's because I am a responsible fucking adult. I just saw you eating and I was like, hmm, man. I was a little peckish. So. A little peckish. Brownie. Brownie. Uh, so let's go ahead and go. Do we have any tributes? Uh, this week. John, do you know any? Not that I know of. Okay. I do have one tribute, but it is not a person. It is a game. Um, this week, Dust1947 has shut down. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Dust. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's... They, they, they put out a, a release, and they gave a reason why, and it's a completely understandable one. Um, shipping costs... Um, you know, just, just cost, period. Everything's gone up. They just couldn't keep up with it. And, and honestly, they didn't come out of their Kickstarter like they expected. It, it, it didn't. They had some, some problems that were not their fault, necessarily. No. Let's make that clear. Not, I would not blame them. They're not like in a uh, uh, Ninja Division situation, you know, where they done fucked up. <laughs> it's just the way that shit went down unfortunately so yeah. it's too bad to see it was a good game but it never really we tried back when dropson was there we tried to get it. it just never really took off yeah i've got a few models and stuff i did that one episode where they had them on and we uh painted uh the camo of that one model uh, i have one model because after that thing you, we talked about the gorilla in like armor with an auto cannon he's sitting over there waiting to get painted at some point <laughs> Um, well, I do actually, uh, Greg actually sent me two starting sets with a little, um, uh, attachment or detachment or what do you want to call it, uh, extra with it. And, um, I haven't opened it up. Uh, I did a trade with him, traded some stuff that I had and he was like, well, I'll give you some dust stuff. And I'm like, cool. I don't have any, I'll play it. It was, it was definitely a game that was better than anyone knew. Like I saw it played. It was pretty good. It could use some good commitment to the miniature side i think that would have been a good idea but it never i don't know what happened just didn't go there i'm yeah. gonna blame ffg <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i remember that i remember that they were with ffg for a while i think they would have done better there i think yeah they were ffg for a while they were doing ffg was doing their distribution they were. The, the debut of dust at adepticon was yeah. uh, a fantasy flight games thing yeah then they went to battlefront and battlefront caused the problems uh, marshall yeah uh, it's all right. I mean, not every company is going to come out okay. I mean, there's a million games uh, that uh, go the way of the Dodo, unfortunately. 
And they're never actually dead. Let's be honest. Dust is based off of some, uh, uh, based off a, a small comic and concept art by a uh, Spanish artist. And I mean, may come back. I mean, he still owns the IP, if I understand correctly. Yeah. So we'll let's see. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, someone else may pick up the license and mm-hmm. or do something with yeah. it. Yeah, that, that's a, a wide-open franchise. There was another game that I have the core book for was done by a guy locally that was more of a skirmish-level weird World War II game with sort of 40 to 50-millimeter models, but never never took off, unfortunately. But is what it is. But yes. So, Dust 1947, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, and, and it also kind of hits because, you know, we know the people that, you know, work yeah. here stateside on it and Greg and Lisa mm-hmm. and stuff and see them at conventions all the time and haven't been able to see them for like two years because of this. So, yeah. that was just kind of how it goes. Miss Dusk and Conflict 47, that, that, mm-hmm, never know. So, uh, I don't know any other people. Uh, I just wanted to give them a good shout out. I hope everybody that has that is losing their job find a new job quickly and you know can get back in underneath their feet and everything. So, other than that, um, Kathy, any shout out to you? No. All right, uh, guys, make sure that you get a get your vaccine. Stay safe. We got to see you at HugCon 2022, aka Adepticon. Adepticon. <laughs> um. That way we can see everybody. We can all have a good time. Um, just please take care of yourself and watch out. Um, John, what are you going to be drinking tonight? Well, I'm going to start off with uh, my birthday present from my sister. Ooh. Which is some um, Four Ooh. Roses. That's good Ooh. stuff. Handcrafted small batch. Uh, was it a straight uh, bourbon whiskey from Kentucky? Yeah, Four Roses is right up there. It's a good one. Uh-huh. And then after that, you're going to go with... Oh, I have uh, the salted caramel whiskey mixed with cream soda. Kathy, what are you going to go with today? I have a gin and tonic with uh, Bombay Sapphire. It's my favorite gin. Uh, Chat, what are you drinking tonight while I talk about mine? Uh, I am just going to go with some good old Maker's Mark. Um... I'm finally off all medications and feeling good, so it's time for some liquor. Hey. So, to everybody out there, stay safe. We want to see you. To Dust and to all of our friends, cheers. 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 Hold on one more time. All right, so I'm going to switch over to the paint cam, but I want to start off with Kathy. So I'm going to, Kathy, I'll move you over. And, oh, wrong thing. Get back over there. I hate that when I grabbed the wrong. I'm going to put your picture. <laughs> the wrong up. bit? Yeah. All right, so Kathy right here has a ton of her miniatures out here. Um, For some reason, John says, hey. Um, can you, can we talk about basing? We're like, uh, of course we can talk about basing. We can talk about all that base. Um, ooh, and I see those cool miniatures that I sent you, the pumpkin riders. Uh-huh. Um, John, why was this subject brought up? Was there something particular or is it just... Uh, there was a, 
there was a lot of questions on basing on Twitter this week, and I ask, answer them whenever they pop across. I stop whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. uh, to uh, make sure I'm helping, and uh, so I did that. And uh, lots of little stuff that uh, you know people apparently don't necessarily have the basing skills, which doesn't surprise me because that was we'll call it my weak spot for a very long time. So I, I want to talk about like whenever I started doing miniatures, the first thing I remember was you about to do a base you cover the top of it with green with with just regular you know elmer's glue and then dip it in flock or sprinkle flock over the whole thing i remember that and i have base right here that that actually is that this is from my blood bowl team yeah i mean it was like the first thing that's your basic thing painted green put the elmer's on do the flock Hold on, let me let me let me get both y'all on here real quick. We're are, challenging your screen skills, son. Those are some I of the first it. models I painted were were those Blood Bowl models. Some of the first oh. basing I did. Here, okay, let me center mine now more now. Yeah. And I thought I was stepping up my game just by throwing a little bit of uh, we were. ballast and you know some rocks out there on the base as well and then and then pack in the, the static grass and flock around mm-hmm. it yep this is uh my goblin war boss from my old uh orc and goblin army mm-hmm. dimble the destroyer and he had just a standard flock base so yeah i mean so i mean that i think that's where we all kind of started out uh yeah well Actually, I'd say honestly, more likely we'll start off here. Which is, this is a super villain that we used to use for from our old superhero campaign, uh, and uh, as you see, his base is just gray. Yeah, and it, I've made it flat. It's actually it's actually one that has a dip, so it's just a little bit of putty and all in there just to to flatten it out, and it's just pure gray, like a street. Yeah. Yeah, all my my first models I did were, were God, like that. Just just green they were just green and didn't even have flock and flock slash static grass that was such an upgrade (laughs) honestly so next in line would be uh this is skippy the mobile artillery unit uh it's funny that you and i both progressed uh similarly this this is one i did yeah just a little bit of Rock. And this is just, yeah, rock yeah, and it's, it's medium just, ballast from Woodland Scenics and a little bit of sand. Yeah, well, I took mine, uh, two different versions of uh, GW uh, basic material and mixed them together so I'd get rocks occasionally on there. Mm-hmm. So there you go, with just a gray paint. And just Brown dry brushed it. Reason. Yeah, just dry brushed. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing. Someone like people didn't realize, like, you dry brush this shit and it pops. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. And then for about the same time I did that, this is one of the Jasons, uh, one of my gaming buddies' models he did for uh, our superhero game. And you see he amped it up. He's got stripes on the ground, and he's got rocks, you know, off the base. This is all, like, st- he made all this. This is all putty work and shit. So this is like next level, you know, after the paint fair painted and a little different than the uh, the gravel type base. Gotcha. And so. this here looks like rock, only it is 
just a sheet of baked Sculpey, and then yeah. just chipping away parts of the Sculpey, glue it on, and then add add your sand. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Basically, so, the, the same sand like you're using and the same dry brush technique mm -hmm. to paint it. And then, yeah, and then just good dry brush. And then the next step, I don't have a painted one handy, but uh, is this is from GW, one of GW's basing kits. It's just a little sculpted resin thing that you put on the base and put the model on it. Uh, yes, I still own War Machine and Hordes models. <laughs> No, I haven't painted it, but I mean, it looks really good. It adds to a base. You'd, you'd put a little bit of the same uh, base material in the bit here, in the, in the recesses, to make it look like it's on the ground. But that's sort of the next step was there, because they actually you made wanna, these. You want to hear my cheat for filling in the, uh, the gap, the sprue gap? Sure. I took a tiny strip of tape, scotch that's tape, or... Or masking tape and just put it across before I applied any other basing material over the top of it. Yep. I would keep I would keep the models that need that nearby. So whenever I used green stuff, the extra would fill in their bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a question. Do you prime before you base or prime after you base? Uh, base first prime. So I often will paint my model completely separate from the base. So prime, I prime the model, I prime the base separately. I paint them separately. Sort of like I, this, in this case, where yeah. I magnetize it. I'm going to paint this separately. I tend That's to pretty. pin models. Now, this one, this one on the, the static grass base, this is just a slot of model, and he's just glued in. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the slot, but and this guy is just—he's also just a slot of. But ones like this, or like this, where you know you're gluing it to Sculpey. Uh, if you just glue it on, that's gonna rip right off. Yeah, it's gonna fall to off. So I'm pinning usually both the feet, sometimes only one foot, depending. If it's a metal model, I really try and do both feet because mm -hmm. otherwise uh, they'll have a tendency for one foot to come unglued and then it'll just spin on the one pin. Yep. Not so much of a problem with uh, plastic or resin models. And this is but sort yeah, of pinning also, them to the bases. Yeah. Also, one of those steps around where Kathy's at is the cork for the base. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember when cork hit the scene and everybody was like, everybody was doing cork bases for a long time. Yeah. Yep. And I now, like to take it and scuff up the top. I got bits missing here and here and all. So that when you do it, you'll have a little more texture. And there's another thing is I'll use, this is my test base, GW, so GW's texture paints on it too to help give it more little cracking and all. Oh, the texture paints are great. The the Games Workshop texture paints, the Vallejo texture paints also work really well. Somebody I know actually made a texture paint out of. It was uh, one of the golden, one of the golden acrylics, uh, like heavy gel medium or something. Or oh, one second, I'll get to that. Some kind of paste and just put sand in it and stuff. Yeah. So this is just one of the texture mediums. Uh, not as good. I didn't like it as much on that one. This is the basic, and then I put the rough stuff on top of it. That looks a lot better. And then the Irby here. 
that down. The most powerful mech in the entire game. Fine. Hey, move, move it down Jeez. a little bit, John. Yeah, sorry. Hard to tell where it's aiming. Go to your right. perception and all that. Go to your right. Oh. There you go. All Is that right. the well, Is go. that the thing I printed you, Kathy? Printed for you, Kathy? <laughs> the little chibi. Uh, yeah, that's the first one that I finished of those. And then what Kathy's talking about is this stuff, which uh, L. Marshall turned me on to. So my friend wasn't even using the pumice gel. She was using uh, just a paste where she added sand and stuff oh. to it in well, yeah, order to like... make something similar to that. Yeah, exactly. So I have two examples. This is what I do with my models. I actually will figure out where their feet are. I'll trace them, and then I will do around them uh, so I can paint them separately and then glue them on afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then this is what it looks like just sort of as filling like a base. This is my test with the dry brush. And all. You can see you get a lot of good uh, color and depth for that just with the quick dry that brush. That is some fantastic yeah. texture. Yeah, see, what's funny is interesting is that you did the the feet holds because there's people that like to have their bases, people standing in the basing material, and some people like to stand on top of the basing material. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, that yeah. looks like they're inside it. Yeah, this stuff's very thick, so you need to go inside. This one didn't turn out quite as well. It's a little lighter. I'd probably darken this up with a wash just to give it some some pop or something. Mm -hmm. It could also be dust. Who knows? It's been around for a while. And then... This is sort of a separate thing. This is a straight up just sculpted base. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing that came out in there. And none of them are wrong. The sculpted base are usually a little more expensive and require a little more painting because you got to paint them. It's sort of like the next step after the GW, uh, let's real quick again, the GW basing bit and the cork. So, you know, it's sort of the next bit after that. And, of course, Marvel Crisis Protocol now has those as standard. Their bases are a little textured, and then everyone's got some sort of uh, tactical bullshit on their base. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marsh said, I am in the basing material guy when you do other cool stuff. Yeah. Like Footprints of Tracks. Yeah, my, uh, somewhere out here are some ad mech guys where they had tracks because they're track dudes. I did tracks underneath them. Well, you also have, you know, one of the big thing now is, um, since everybody's got a lot, a lot of people have 3D printers, is 3D printing your own bases uh, with, you know, a, you know, whatever it is. Um, now, for me, I like to have my bases, like if it's an army, everybody in that army has the same, you know, you can, base. You can yeah. Type something burnt. And see, th for me, it depends on what I'm doing. Depends on how I'm going to do that. If I'm going to have certain bases do certain things. Let me get you all back in where it belongs. So, Kathy, the uh, pumpkin riders I sent you. What's mm -hmm. the what? What's that bases? Cause didn't I did I send you bases with that? Oh no. Did no, I no. I used these uh, MDF bases. Okay. That we got from Gale Force Nine, uh -huh. and uh, I built these up from uh, bark. This is this is tree bark here. 
Did you, you almost can't? What's the question? So, uh, thing about tree bark, I've seen that because you know people use it. Do you usually like roast it in the oven to dry it out completely? No. Okay. I know that was like yeah. a, a hot thing where someone was like, "Hey, will you?" You know, it's funny. It was a friend of ours from Arkansas who sent us this tree bark, and so both these both these guys have tree bark bases, and it's and it's not only tree bark. Correct. It's the 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 original structure is the tree bark, and then I added sculpey, like. This brick, this brick, all these little stone-looking things here, that's all Sculpey. And it was the, the white classic Sculpey, and it was pre-baked. And I just took uh, wood carving tools and chipped away at it until it looked like old masonry. Mm -hmm. That was what I was going for. And then I took some of the resin pumpkins from Seeker Weapons, uh, R.I.P. Seeker Weapon Miniatures. Yeah, shit. Uh, their <laughs> resin Field of Screams mm -hmm. bases, basing material. And then I have some things from GW Skull Sprues. There's a little, there's a little skull in there, the bird skull. There's another bird skull here. There's another See, one. Capriz, this is why we don't get rid of bits, because you never know when... That bit's going to be important. I have Infinity models know. with, like, 40K vehicle bits to replace their tactical rocks and shit. Just, you just might have something that works. Um, the the Sculpey lady on your left down the bottom that is, a, like, a sword and shield or whatever she's got right there. Can you bring that up? Now, are these things that you hand-rolled or did you buy these broken pieces type things? The broken pieces are Sculpey that was rolled out using a green stiff roll texture roller. Gotcha. And this is cork again. There's cork and there's little bits of cork that end up looking like rocks if you use them. So you can take your main piece of cork and then you can take little tiny crumbs of it and, and glue those in as well randomly mm -hmm. for uh for other rocks and then the the sculpey was just broken apart and added glued on and you you painted the model off the base painted the base then you took mm -hmm. the the model and I'm, I'm sure you put two pins on the bottom of it and then drilled two holes in it and then glued it in there correct yep okay type thing so we kind of showed you guys a lot of different bases. So the question would be is what should you base your models in? And the answer is whatever the hell you want. Correct. Absolutely. But what I can say more than anything, and this is from a sort of, I don't want to say armies on parade type of thing, but that sort of thing we had at the local uh, GW store way back when. And my army was painted better than my, uh, than my opponents. There are only two people in the Lord of the Rings category, myself and someone else. But his bases popped more, and he won because his bases popped more. So a little bit of extra work on your base is going to make a model pop, you know? Like when I get these Battletech models done, a little greenery here or there, just a little bit here. Whatever you can grab from wherever, there's a bunch of kits out there. And 
Postal Space Hero, it looks expensive, but it goes a long way. But that little stuff will go a long way. Like, Kathy's stuff is, you know, crazy. That's like the exemplar. You should be like, that is what I want in a perfect world, and you can go somewhat less than that in a real world. If you can't do witchcraft like Kathy. If <laughs> you can't do witchcraft. <laughs> That's what Missy said, so. Well, thanks. I... And there's a lot of different bases here. There's, uh -huh. there's things as simple as this. And the only reason this is a cobblestone base is because it's a 3D printed model. And the base that came with it is a little round base that has cobblestones on it. So I glued her to this 35 millimeter base, I think it is. And I took green stuff. And I went all the way out to the the edge there with green stuff and I just matched the texture that was already there uh, sculpting that in and it's it's plain but it's you know it's simple but it's you know it works so you don't have to get all you know fancy and build it up really high and everything I mean as we've shown you like the, the pumice gel works that standard base material like Gonzo has that is actually like not super hard to do and looks good. A little bit of static grass afterwards goes a long way. And this is texture roller. This is just mm -hmm. a simple rollout sculpty firm with a texture roller. Break it into an interesting shape, glue it onto the model done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that little bits of stuff like will go a long way. Just a little bit of stuff on the base, little things here or there. Like, I have a bunch of slate from... Uh, I bought about 17,000 of the old GW Cities of Death basing kits. And been using the slate from that. I'll, I'll like put big pieces on a base, and then I'll do the rest of the stuff around it, do the uh, the standard gravel around it. And then you just paint certain the, the biggest rocks in the gravel, and then the, the slate piece is a different color, like a gray and dry brush it, and it starts to break up the monotony of the brown, then you have some static grass, a little bit of green. That goes a long way. Yeah, I mean, like, these are just the simple army painter frozen tufts that, you know, are just have a little bit of glue on it, and they're just done. Yeah, they're, they're not even full-on using static grass. It's like yeah. cheating static grass, which is yeah. fine. <laughs> and yeah, and when it comes to simple. painting and stuff, remember, if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. But then... Remember when we were doing these? Kathy taught me how to do these. Oh, yeah. yeah. These old dusty old miniature. I need to... The lava base. Dust him off. Yeah, He's been well, sitting I mean... over there. But, I mean, that's just simple, you know, uh, cork. And then, you know, get yeah, the highlight. Yeah, cork go a long way. And, and, honestly, a couple bucks of cork. Oh. go a hell of a long way. Yes. Um, you can get different thicknesses if you want, or you can just sort of try and break it in small parts and cut it in half, whatever, and just do what you can with it, and it'll go a long way. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the cork base that I did, that was just a quick one for the, the 3D printed model I did, and everything in contrast. Yep, Marshall's right. More simple stuff is to uh, green stuff the base, uh, then use a texture roller or press it with textured plastic truck sheets will work. Oh, uh, yeah, the, that does work well. One of the guys at the local store just takes a, a plastruck, their various uh, textured sheets of plastic card, and cuts it to the right size, right size, and puts it in the base. 
They can cut it around the feet or whatever. He does a great job with it. I mean, it'll work. And then you can go all the way up to sculpting your own stuff and all, but it all depends on what you want and what you're looking for. You know, it, it, it depends on, are you looking for display piece, a model for an army, um, a board game piece, since we paint a lot of board game pieces. Yeah, so I was going to do this because this guy sits on this base. Yeah, the Justice is all stencils for airbrushing bases. Yep. I get scrapbooking circle cutters that match your base size. Yep, that's good too. They can do other stuff with those as well. Like make counters. So this is my ballast that I'm using for this army. Super, super tiny, super, super small. Yeah, I don't usually go with anything that thin because it doesn't take detail as well. Uh, I like this nice. one. I like this one for, this is for my Infernals. Because uh, I want it to kind of be like, it's been devastated land. So it's really, no. really thin. Um, but, I like, go ahead. I like to use it in combination with like a medium ballast. Like I'll put the, the medium ballast on a, on a base and then I'll take a little more glue and dab it over parts of the medium ballast and then I'll dump uh, then I'll dip the base the whole mm -hmm. base into the sand and let it sit for a bit and let the sand soak in the glue and then you get that variety of different size textures mm -hmm. birdcage sand from the pet store interesting yeah all sorts of stuff like people use sand from outside most mentioned that earlier it Yep. It doesn't matter where you find it. You just you find it and use it. I was just though trying to get something that is duplicatable if you're doing a larger army, uh, or do a whole army at once so you've got very consistent bases. Yeah. Gonzo's going all in right now. Yep. See, he's already gone a step that I don't do, or he's missed a step that I do. What? He's going to base the whole thing. I will actually, as I did with that one thing, make the footholds so I know where the damn model goes. Because yeah. this just in, models don't glue well to basing material. Yeah, this one is going to be super heavy. And That's so... why you pin them. And you drill that hole right through all of it. You can, absolutely. Uh, Marshall Unless mentions... it's a rock, that makes it difficult. Marsh also mentions that he likes uh, uh, fake lichen and pull-apart dried moss used to make uh, stacks and tumbleweeds on his western boards. Yes. Yes, using real rocks and a large army to carry around uh, socks. And so here's another <laughs> thing is how to apply it. Uh, so Gonzo just pours it on and mixes it up. I actually put it in my paint palette and I actually water it down a little bit. I want a thinner consistency than he's got there. I want more like melted ice cream. Sorry, it's the best analogy. It's something people will can visually know. Now I want a dream tickle. I mean, I want another brownie. Luckily, there's more downstairs. Just have to wait. Okay. I actually don't technically have to wait. But you I'm can just walk to. down there real quick. I could, but I'm not going to. And anyway, so I like it thinner because when it's thinner, I think it gets in there better. And also, I make it even thinner, like, uh, say, skim milk. Uh, and I put a layer over the uh, material after I'm done. Because it helps keep it down. Now, what about using... Because I'm just using Elmer's glue because that's all I have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody, I've heard people go, don't do that because it shrinks and then it has problems and blah, 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 blah. It just adds... Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, 
Honestly, I haven't really had any problems with that. I mean, like, and if you go, you can have little bits. It can shrink back and leave little gaps, but that's what static grass is fucking for and whatever other bits you do. Jim and I both use Elmer's glue all the time for bases. I have, yeah. I have like a giant, a giant jug of it sitting right over there. Uh, we use it on bases all the time for, for whether it's sand like what you're doing or whether it's the uh, the pumpkin rider bases that I built up with the with the pine bark and, and, and all of the rocks that went on them. All those rocks and everything, all this stuff, all the way to the edge of the bases, I used Elmer's glue for that. Yeah. Now when I was when I was stacking up the pieces of pine bark to make sure that they glued right away. I used actually a combination of, now I didn't mix them together, but I made like rings of Elmer's glue. And then in the middle, I used super glue because yeah. the super glue will dry really fast. But the uh, Elmer's so glue, when you press it down, will squeeze out the edges. And mm -hmm. then you can dump sand in those areas. And now you've got extra rock texture on your things that are supposed to be rock. Yep. And, and this is a good uh, hack that uh, Gons is doing with the box and wreaths. That way you, A, don't make a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. And B, can reuse that. Um, and also, you see a couple, he's got a couple spots where it didn't necessarily go. You can actually take, if you mix it up in your uh, palette instead, you can actually take and dab a little bit there in those spots and then reapply like he's doing. You just yeah. dab some glue and there. You can, and you can take your... You can absolutely take your finger or another base or something and press down on it to get it sinking down into the into the glue and then pile more on mm -hmm. and then press that down in there and then and then pile more on and oh. you let it sit and dry before you knock all this stuff off. You let it sit and dry and then you knock all this stuff off, and then you take an old toothbrush and brush all the excess stuff off into a, a you know, a box or whatever to collect it in. And now you know that you're not going to have a bunch of loose stuff falling off all over the place while you're trying to paint it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, train of thought. I'll go a Legionnaire's thing first. Is the only downside is that the base get wet, so wet the glue can reactivate. Yes. But you're painting that shit anyway, so the odds of the glue getting in over your paint and you sealing it are, are the, it's unlikely the water's going to get there. I have a story about that. Uh-oh. So, I had a cat, and I uh -oh. had cut flowers, and I had finished miniatures. And I used Elmer's glue on all basing. And my cat knocked over my flowers, spilling the water all over my miniatures. And... I may have said some loud words at the time, but <laughs> I set those miniatures aside. I, I took paper towel and kind of, but it's all flocking and stuff, you know, static grass and flock, that kind of stuff oh, yeah. that was glued to them. And I just, I did the best I could to blot stuff off, but you can't blot the static grass and stuff. You just can't. So I set them aside, and I just hoped that they would dry, and they did. And that's my story. They dried, and they looked fine. Um, now, I, I've also seen you do people do stuff like Gonzo's doing, but instead of using Elmer's glue, I've seen super glue. Don't uh -huh. recommend it. Fumes, no bueno. 
And we'll hold that shit down. I I've absolutely also... use super glue for basting as well. Yeah, you can do it. I do it for spot stuff, too. It's, really, it's yeah, fun for yeah, spot stuff. Yeah, it depends on what, what I'm doing, yeah. Something that size, no. Also, uh, uh, one of my buddies, Sanchez, used to actually use plastic glue on plastic bases for that, and it worked. It's just expensive. Um, yeah. So I, I got a sneak preview. Do you want to see a sneak preview? Um, so CreatureCaster sent us their prize support for Warfare Weekend, and they sent us a bunch of stuff. Every VIG is getting something, and then they gave us some models to give away, you know, for door prizes. And this was one of their new ones that they had. It's the Trickster, which is one of the ones for, um... Uh, judgment. I don't know if this is the appropriate one. This is called the the standing trickster, and they uh, I got a few of these. Uh, it's gonna be kind of hard to see because it's gray, but it's the eyeball guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I got him out to look at it because they oh, sent I us. I want to paint the eyeball. Yeah, because here's the eyeball and. Peter, where's my eyeball guy? And then the base that comes with it. have those in our house and then the tricks are standing base. you know it's you know you have too many minis when you think you might have them but you don't remember yeah i know that feeling it's like when marshall was like i'm looking for, i'm like hey marshall i'm looking for this thing to put on so-and-so's base he's like use this thing i know you have one in your house in your, your stuff. I'm like, <laughs> you're probably right so he said us that we got like um quite a few models like every vig is getting something can't tell you what um and then secret, secret surprise secret surprise and then gave us four of these to give away and two really large uh two of the death guys i can't remember what it was called um and uh one of the really really big dragon weird thing i hadn't even seen it before and i was like freaking out over it when i opened it up uh to give away at the convention so there's some really cool stuff that creature caster gave us which they're awesome oh i make a cool basis which is topical absolutely yeah. take pictures and yep. and post them on the more than dice page as you as you go over the weekend yeah yeah, yeah. We today like take pictures of the swag, but yes, take pictures during the convention. Yeah, well, Mizzy is going to be our social media coordinator for that. She'll be taking hey. all the pictures and posting it up and everything. Uh, like yeah, I will have Mizzy to make. Mizzy is our cruise director. I will have to. Uh... <laughs> I watched that intro this week it randomly on YouTube. I don't know why. Yeah, I have to actually load up. We've got so much support that I've got to load up and take it down separately. I guess Gonzo's our captain. Oh shit, we're God in trouble then. <laughs> I gotta be the bartender. It's gotta be the bartender. <laughs> John is Isaac. Does that oh, makes me gopher. Um, you don't have to be gopher. You could be the doctor instead. The doctor's kind of funny. Oh, I'll be the doctor. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, bases. So, after you get the base material on, um, like I said, I am a big fan of priming it with the model if you can and base it and painting the base first and the reason i paint the base first is because it's easy to be careful just around the bottom of the feet yes 
so much easier just to do that than to try and be careful when you're painting the fucking base. Because you're going to dry brush that shit. It's okay. Dry brushing is legitimate. And if you can just paint carefully around the feet, job's a good one. Yeah, like, exactly my marble stuff. How I, mean, I have always stuff. done it too. Paint the base first. I'm painting the base. I will paint Hawkeye afterwards. I only have two small things where I've got to be careful. So it's all good. What you talking you about? Know? Basic but you stuff. want to paint them. You also, uh, you also want to make sure you do some, just do as much as you can on the base. It's not super duper time consuming for, you know, your basic models. A little bit of dry brush, a little bit of something, something. It will make the models pop and they'll look so good together. Trust me. Or Always. you can do a thing at, I mean, that is all completely true. And I should say, and you can do a thing like I did with my Ogre Kingdoms, which is there's a piece of cork glued to the top of the cork is a piece of Sculpey that has a checkerboard pattern. I sculpted into it, but of course now there are texture rollers that will give you that same design, way less work. Roll out, roll out your Sculpey with your texture roller or your green stuff, or whatever it is that you want to use with your texture roller. Uh, I had a time, you know how many guys are approximately going to be in your army. You know how many bases you're probably going to want. Just go and roll up and bake enough of the Sculpey ahead of time, and just get a little, little break it apart, little random pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, Or be careful and cut it in exact circles or squares if you're insane enough to do that. Um, and then, and then break up your, break up your pieces of, uh, cork, one for each model. So you've got, you've got a piece of cork for each model. You've got a piece of Sculpey for each model. Your Sculpey already has the texture. Now you can just glue, 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 and make all your little sandwiches of the base cork Sculpey and, uh, and then start painting and, it's still pretty easy. It's going to take a little bit more time to paint in a, a bit of a pattern, but it's still, you know, still fun. Still going to make faces pop. And, and make sure it's repeatable. You need it to be yeah. repeatable. If it's not repeatable, it's not going to help so much. Alright, so hold that uh, battle master up to the uh, camera. I want to take a look at it. I haven't seen that one yet. Yes. That's the one. All right, cool. It's that design. Cool. Thank you. Most Magic wants to know who makes those Macs. Uh, well, technically, Catalyst Games. They're, uh, it's the Battletech. They're doing all of that. But non-technically China. They had their new... They had their new invasion box at Gen Con, but I didn't to look at it. We didn't need to look at it because you've got it. Not the clan invasion. There's a different one. No, same box. Is it? But it's called yeah. something different. No, that's clan invasion. That's their only new box. Hmm. Yeah, they just got, they're getting more in Legionnaires. It's just been taking some time to get it. Yeah, it's the same box I got you, Kathy. It's, uh, it's just their new box. It's good. Really good models. I like them. 
Um, they paint up pretty well. They take washes very well. I mean, Kathy, you know all the stuff. You painted them on your stream. Mm-hmm. Are you I painted using... them in oils, even. Is that a file? Gonzo, what are you using to spread the paint around? He's not answering. Sorry, I had it muted because I was uh, opening up a bunch of plastic stuff and I didn't want to have a... Yes, it's an old file that's been worn down. It's just got a really good tip on it, so I like to use it to get everything underneath the base, underneath the models. Why don't you use a sculpting tool? Because I don't own any sculpting tools. <laughs> Why don't you own a sculpting tool? Because I don't own a sculpting tool. <laughs> They're not that expensive. I, I just never even think about buying it. I just... Because I, I use this stuff and I have this and this works. So, I mean, I'm just like... Eh. This this file is, is horrible. Does so it I'm really not... work, though? Does it does. It? it does. It works fine. It's got a really nice tip on it and it lets me smooth it around wherever I need to. I actually have a brush I saved for that. Like, literally, I have a brush that, like, this is my brush I do this shit with. Yeah. That's what I use this file for. I've had this file forever, and it's it's worn down and doesn't do much. And so that's what I use it for. Oi, come on. Captain, Missy, you can be uh, forgiven because you're newer to the hobby than Gonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, it hurts my soul a little bit. <laughs> Fucking hey. I'm going to look away for a bit. Uh, so, the right tool for the right job, people. Uh, well, what Gonzo has, quote-unquote, perks, just get an old brush that's still got some bristles, maybe it doesn't hold a tip as well, and it'll work fine. Wash it out wash it out every time, it'll be fine. Yeah. Does a sculpting tool and work better? If, if, Anything if will work glue better. dries in the bristles of your brush... And hopefully it's a synthetic brush, not natural hair. Uh, if glue dries in the bristles of it, soak it a little bit in rubbing alcohol and massage the bristles and the glue will come right out. Mm-hmm. What make is this? What if you... uh, probably a shadow hawk. Or hold on. Um... This one. That's the one. Yep. He's going to try uh, and get me on a mech, and it's not going to work, sir. <laughs> uh, I, I did want to go back because you were at uh, John. You'd mentioned it, and Kathy, uh, you're you're into this more than you know, John and I both. That. That one person that won against John because he had a better base. Bases yes. can make or kind of break if you're doing competition. We're talking about competition. We're not talking about you doing it, you know, just whatever. But competition, yeah. a base can make or break whether you win a competition or not. Oh, um, yeah. Even heavily. when they say that the base doesn't matter and they're not looking at the base at all, they're <laughs> only looking at the paint job. They're looking you at the base. cannot help but be influenced as a judge by what's around the model. All you could do if you wanted to be truly like that, that's an archer. Don't even try that shit on me. Oh, that's I knew, I knew you knew this one. This, this, this is a very common mech. <laughs> I mean, or would you like to call it a destroyed gladiator? So, but I mean, it, it is, it is very, very. A base can make or break a model for competitions. 
And here's a funny thing. So with what Gonzo's doing here, since these are different scale, I don't mind the finer uh, uh, ballast or gravel for this because it makes more sense on a model that size because there's not as much definition because they're walking over normal ground. Yeah. Yeah, Marshall says, for sure, even a good color choice in the base provides a contrast to make your models pop in a complimentary fashion. Like I said, little bits on your base make a heck of a difference. Like, you know, I'm not done with my Battletech models by damn sight because I'm going to put little stuff on there just to make it look appropriate. Yeah, I mean, you can lose the pain temperature. You're going to try and do it. Really? Really? <laughs> that mech's awesome. And it is an awesome. So, but I mean, it, it, it like, I, I, I can't wait till Adepticon comes in, but missing the crystal brush to see all the different paint jobs and everything, there are plenty of them that were like, oh my God, this base, you know, blah, 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 yeah, blah, well, blah. They're and, gonna, they're going to have <laughs> the, the resin, what is it, the resin beast, the creature casters, uh, painting competition they're gonna have uh arena rex always does a painting yeah. competition for arena mm -hmm. rex models every year the golden demons are coming to adepticon it's gonna be the first north american golden demons in a bunch of years mm -hmm. yeah but so i'm just saying there's it, gonna the, be a lot of cool models the open competition whenever it was you know the crystal brush there were just so many open models of any type type thing and there were so many things that was in there that it was just outrageous yep. and, and I'll base, let me let me say also uh there's no wrong way to base a model as long as you like it correct really rifleman for fuck's sake rifleman <laughs> you can go with rifleman yeah there's there's difference between we're not talking about competition. If you're in a competition, you can no, have a whole different. class about competition basing. Yeah, but totally for different. But like for your us, models, it's whatever you like. Yeah, you do whatever. Like do what Gonzo you likes that. I actually think the GW basing um, paints. I'll call them paints, even though they're not really necessarily paints, but their their basing material on the bottle is actually perfect for a board game style model like a BattleTech miniature. Yeah. Just enough detail to give you a hint of something. You can put a little something, something, make it better. You don't have to do all this extra work. Yeah, you could paint on what is that? Uh, what is that? Cracked earth or whatever it is. Yeah, you I mean they have they have two versions of everyone. Like I use astro granite debris on all my all my Marvel models. If you look around uh, Hawkeye's tactical fuckery, um, there's astro granite debris. It's one of GW's markons. So it make it look like there's debris around it, not just a random piece of a hydra base sitting out in there with no debris around it. No. Yeah. Did you not ask me about that one? I had a chance. You were talking. I bet that's a Valkyrie. <laughs> it's number 24. It's a Valkyrie. <laughs> Funny enough, that is one of the early mechs that you uh, read about in uh, the Warrior Trilogy, which is the first trilogy I read. I didn't actually start with the uh, Grey Death Legion like a lot of people did. Um, and actually, if you get the chance, I actually suggest starting with the Warrior Trilogy. The Grey Death Trilogy is fine. But it's not the same quality as a good Michael Stackpole trilogy. Uh, Armageddon Dunes is another one, but they have two of each one. They have a, a sort of crackly one and then one that's got more texture to it. And I actually think I like 
the more texture one and then put the crackly one over top of it to get extra detail. But make sure you paint your base first. It helps it stick. It, it helps when that crackle comes through. You don't see black underneath it. It'll help. Trust me. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go do it now. Kill me. I'm here. Do it. <laughs> oh, Thunderbolt. And lightning? No, just Thunderbolt. Very, very frightening. <laughs> the lightning's a fighter, I believe. But they've only made one fighter model, which is... Hold on. Tira Miraborg's uh, Shiloh fighter, which I have right here. Which was a special extra thing they did. Super cool. One aerospace fighter. And even more cool because it's a very important moment in those uh, books. In the uh, Stackpole uh, Way of the Clans books. Way of the Clans? Yeah, Blood of Krensky books, sorry. Way of the Clans is the Jade Falcon fuckery. And no one likes Jade Falcons. Looking at you, Mo. Wolverine, really? It's in the fucking starter set. Like, literally, the two, <laughs> two, the two mech starters that comes with a Wolverine and a Griffin. Them's fighting's worth, huh? I mean, you know where to find me. Got five more Look, to go. Do you know the nice thing I can say about the Jade Falcons, Mose? They're not smoke jaguars. There you go. Those are my nice words. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of things with basing. Never hesitate to reach out to the greater tabletop community. And I know a lot of people aren't on Facebook for various reasons, but if you're not on Facebook, get your ass on Twitter and just make friends with a couple of the people, myself, whoever. Twitch, um, there's a couple. Discord. Yeah, Discord if you got a Discord for YouTube, it. There's... Twitter's easy because you can throw it out with a hashtag and people yeah. will see it. There's uh, a ton are, of with, fantastic tutorials on... Uh, yeah, like, hashtag warmongers will get you into the greater GW sort of community on on uh, Twitter, and from there, you will get help. Someone will help you. Oh, you can give me that one. That's got to be a commando. No, no, give me close up on it. On, Yeah, commando. Clam standard dick. I mean, <laughs> yikes. That might be out of line, but you're right. Um, but yeah, so ask for help. I mean, there's some people out there. Like I, I like someone just posted pictures of Battletech models, which uh, there's a bunch of people who retweet them. Uh, and you'll get help. Like I gave a, cu a couple quick tips. Goes a long way because someone wasn't dry brushing their base. I'm like, you dry brush those bases, they're going to pop. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of older models, the Ironwind metal models and all, uh, the old Ralph Partha models. They just had little circle bits. They didn't have actual full bases like that. So you put the circle bit on a base or in a base, it's got a recess, and then they don't know what the fuck to do with it. And I'm like, oh, I can help you with that. There's a million. Oh, uh, yeah. You can build up all kinds of stuff around that, just like I did with that cobblestone base that started out as just a little round base with a cobblestone texture, and I just stretch that texture out to fit the entire rest of the uh, the base that I the gaming base that I put her on that, that's a phoenix how Kathy was talking I know I've given you a little bit of time 
Which is one of the two mechs in the next MechWarrior Online uh, pack. The Hunter pack. Where the Phoenix Hawk has the colors of Rick Hunter's Valkyrie on purpose. Because they're apparently gone into full troll mode. Huh. <laughs> no, seriously. Their, their most recent free mech is a Warhammer. Uh-huh. And uh, huh. every level you get, like literally it's an ultramarine color. You get the Omega symbol, which is an upside down ultra. Uh-huh. Or an ultra is an upside down. You get the uh, the sort of uh, Roman sort of uh, crest thing as a bolt-on for it. That's funny. You get, like, all sorts of things. And at every level, you get 40,000 C-bills. <laughs> and then the final level is the uh, is you have to get 40,000 uh, match score, which is a fucking thing. Holy shit. Uh, I need to see that one close before I can tell you. It's a wasp or a stinger. I'm not sure which one off the top of my head. Because I do see it closer. That looks like it's probably a wasp. That's probably the wasp. So the wasp, the stinger, and the phoenix sock were based off of the old uh, Veritex from Robotech. Yeah. So the phoenix sock's easy because it's the super Veritech with the uh, fast pack on it. That would be the big boosters and all. So it's easy to tell. But the wasp and the stinger is basically whether it's the uh vf uh 1a or the vf uh 1s be it the four laser deedly bop on the head or the single laser deedly bop on the head because i am a nerd and i know these things off the top of my head it's a good thing i mean sure really locust come on the lazy cricket. I mean, it's the locust. It's iconic in its own way. Actually, I've seen some artwork that people are doing concept art where instead of putting the 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 laser underslung, they put it on top, and that looks really shit hot. And then someone else, uh, Bishop Steiner, who you can follow on Twitter, is a uh, he does concept art for uh, Catalyst amongst other things, and he did the concept for a sort of a uh, a lamb, which is a land air mech. That's sort of how they more shoehorned boat Robotech into it, where a land air mech is basically a mech that can turn into a, into an aerospace fighter. Do you think they'll ever put that on MechWarrior Online? No. They're trying to get it out of the... Uh, I was. They were trying to get it out of the uh, the canon, but it's been in one of the, uh, the first episode of... The first issue of Shrapnel had a story with one in it. But he made a locust... Uh, sort of lamb that turned into a helicopter. It was really cool, actually. I was like, that's really awesome looking. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and I definitely suggest checking it out. The concept art for some new stuff they haven't put out yet is so good. They take some really shit-looking models. For fuck's sake, you really going to go there? <laughs> no, this, this is another one of my favorite ones. This one's up there yeah. with my Warhammer. Yeah, come on. Marauders. So there, I would say there are four classics of Battletech, uh, original classic Battletech, that are, that is the Warhammer, the Archer, the Marauder, and uh, the Rifleman are the four classics. And then the classic of the Clanners is? Uh, I mean, I'd call it a Mad Cat. Y'all would call it, some filthy Clanners would call it a Timberwolf. Um, it is very iconic, though. It, it is, was super iconic when it came out and remains to be. 
Yeah, that and the vulture are pretty iconic to me. Or a mad dog if you're a guilty clanner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, bases, don't skimp on them. Don't go super crazy in every case, but I mean, a good base. Take a model from, eh, that's okay, to fucking A, that's awesome. Unless you want to go super crazy in every case. Yeah. And spend the time on it, because it does take time to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well that's the cool. other half of the Mad Cat, since you had the Mad Half before. That's the Cat Half. That's the Catapult. Just like, you know, a bad archer. Oh, look, you made a mess already. This is why you use a fucking brush. I dropped Tactical. it in there. I know. So I just have to worry about it. Tactical rocks, super simple. No, no tactical rocks. But tactical rock <laughs> on on a street base is like the shit now. I'm gonna. <laughs> There's only one answer for that: dick punch, body slam. <laughs> Swear. I have a I feeling. Like optional tactical rocks. So there's a. There is an Etsy store that has uh, Fangirl, which is basically Gwen, uh, is basically Gwenpool, if you know who Gwenpool is. Uh -huh. And her tactical rock is literally just the words tactical rock, which is very, you know, third wall breaking, very on point, but. Oh, Marshall would like us to hydrate. Oh, sure. That's the stinger. Yeah, I was just, I have a feeling that, you know, that's, that's just like the thing now is. Um, Tyson, Tyson Cock has been doing his own Marvel Crisis Protocol bases, uh, and stuff. And it's like an alien world base and everything. And they're, they're really, really good. Uh, he's got a really good paint scheme with it. It's just kind of cracks me up. Cause like people were talking about it, you know, and I was like, well, yeah, just a street base with a tactical rock and you've got your basing. That's the one thing I think that the one thing. One of the main things AMG just utterly dropped the fucking ball completely on is not having alternate bases out with release. Yeah. People would have bought the shit out of alternate bases. And the thing about it is, once you get them to buy alternate bases, they will continue to buy alternate bases for fucking ever. Yeah. I mean, because you could have bought, like, oh, I wanted to do a, you know, jungle Wakanda theme for, you know, Black Panther. Yeah, well, you could do that easily. You could just get, I mean, blank bases would have worked too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have put out, I would have put the models with the standard bases they come with perfectly fine. I'd on blank bases, space bases, and say they were going to do the cosmic terrain. And then if they could do another one easy, I'd do another one and just have that out there because sales. But okay. there's four stories to that I cannot share. Quick and dirty basing, just so I can get it on there. And then I'll, once it yeah. dries, I'll flick it all off and. So Clean what up. I would do in the PC is I would do the same thing. I'd have a little more mix in my ballast. It's all bigger rocks in there. And after it's done, my first base coat would be uh, a thinner Elmer's glue. And then I would take an even thinner Elmer's glue and go over them after they're dried um, just to make it stick down better. And uh, the best time to do this is, not only don't multitask, watching something. Oh, yeah, because it's tedious. I, Back when I used to watch uh, football, I did it while watching football. Literally, you know, downtime, go, 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 watch, downtime, go, 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 and you get plenty of time to dry while you're still watching the game. Yeah, plenty. It, 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 it can be just quick and tedious. I mean, that didn't take me long at all, really, after we started getting to it. But... I thought Kathy had changed the camera, but she got it. Yay! <laughs> 
kind of thing. Get that fixed. So, uh, it uh, is media section time. I actually don't have much media. Like five? Uh, one, two, three? Four. Three. Four. four. So four okay. is not much. Okay. But uh, one of them is just something that's going on that's happening right now, so not really... You know, a, a media I section. Speak. I have not watched uh, What If yet. Uh, Banyan oh. is out of town, so I, I, w- yeah, I will I talk about the that. The next one either. I've watched it, and I'll go over that one. But I'll, of course, non-spoiler version. Yeah, I also have not watched uh, Star Wars Visions yet. You're lucky I got a chance to watch a movie today. So I guess I can go first then. Yeah, so I guess I should. Uh, since I have most. Okay, so. I'm just going to do a quick thing. So the TV series on Netflix, Squid Game, is making big hits all over the place. Um, people are loving it. People are watching it. It's, you know, started a big storm. It's going to get renewed. There's no way Netflix can't renew this. Um, yeah. with his, people with his, say that about things, and then... Yeah, then it happens, and it doesn't. Um, but it's getting a lot of uh, release and everything. But what's getting now is... so. In the show, you're given this card if you want to participate, and it has a phone number on the back of it. And you call that number, and that's how you set up yourself to be on the the Squid Game. They did. I saw the trailer for this today. They did one of the biggest no-nos you should ever do when releasing a phone number: making sure that that phone number is not in use or using a five five five. So the number that is on there is actually someone's real phone number. And this guy is getting, like, hundreds and hundreds of calls a day. So he's going to have to change his number, of course, um, to get away from it. But that I'm was like... They will, they will do something for him because yeah. <laughs> that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, the number is, a, I believe, a Korean phone number. But still, you sh- there should have been something you should have done a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, you should have researched it. Yeah. Didn't they learn from 8675309? Yeah. All they had to do was call the freaking number. Yeah, and they could have done it on purpose, but still, that was kind of a big thing. It was, I don't I think was like, they did it on purpose, because that, no. Yeah, that's just kind of a, oh, crap. So, the guy's got to, they use some person's real phone number, which is not good, but you just have to deal with it. So, other than that, I, I still what like you- the show. I still think it's really good. It's very dark, though. Um, it, you know, it is with people gambling with their life to get rid of their you know their debt so um but i i like it i want to i hope it gets renewed for another season because i'd like to see where it goes it. Yeah, yeah great big slug so this is number one show in like 90 crunch crunch or something crazy like that oh yeah welcome to great big slug by the way um so i mean it, it's there uh, i liked it i enjoyed it it was interesting uh, it's got a good plot twist in it but i just thought that was hilarious that they use someone's real phone number Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kathy, what do you got this week? I watched Marvel Property. Oh. I was over at Jen's, and we watched Black Widow. Mm. Oh, no spoilers. Doesn't come out for three days or something and, like that. Uh, I liked it. You know, uh, and I. And, and, and I feel like anything I say about it would be a spoiler. I mean, I know most of the spoilers, but still, yeah. But 
I was a little confused at the beginning because they did jump around a little bit from yep. uh, flashbacks to uh, what's going on in the present. And there were a few times where I didn't realize it was now the present. But I thought it was like another flashback to something else. Well, three days till it hits Disney, uh, Disney Plus. So I will try to watch this weekend and we can do a spoiler talk about it next weekend. Yeah, yeah I think once it goes, uh, if it's in the theater. Disney Plus. And then hits Disney Plus for free, then we can go spoilered. Yeah, because then it's we'll, we'll, time. we'll warn you guys. We'll do it at the end of the podcast. We'll warn you guys. So make sure, uh, make sure you guys have a warning there. But, uh, but I'm I, glad I to hear you like it. That that it was fun and there were a lot of explosions. Awesome. <laughs> uh, what, what's your what's your space herpes rating then? I think I would I give it at least one, maybe two. There were some confusing areas. Uh, it's possible that I would have liked it more because once again, I still haven't seen any of the Captain America movies. You, oh my like God. Like Winter Soldier. Yeah. So. Winter, if someone said Winter Soldier was the best Marvel movie, I, I can't really argue heavily against that. Also, I don't know. I, I didn't read a lot of Marvel comics and I didn't know who Taskmaster was. I remember John talking about <laughs> Taskmaster. Uh, so, I don't know. Oh, I don't the know. beloved Marvel villain, Taskmaster? I, I don't know why people are, are hating on this particular one. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you on the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, always a spoiler. Oh, my fuck. I know, Mo. I, there's only so many hours in my day. I'm I'm working on it. I know they they're all on Disney Plus in timeline and, order. And I will tell you, <laughs> I'm biased because I've always been a Captain America fan. But I think Captain America's origin movie, Captain America: The First Avenger, is the best origin movie in Marvel, followed closely by like Doctor Strange, then Captain Marvel and Iron Man. I am very much looking forward to watching Captain America and the rest of them. Whatever, well, however why? many of those there are. Do you count? Iron Man and Captain Marvel are both, like, still A movies, so that's a fucking tight fight there. Do you put Into the Spider-Verse in with those movies, or do you put them out as its own individual? Into the Spider-Verse is, is separate, because otherwise it'd be fighting with Endgame to be the best Marvel movie. <laughs> I was kind of curious. We, we we were talking about that, and I was like, I'm sorry, Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie I've it's ever seen. It's such a fantastic movie. Yeah, I can't is. wait. I can't wait for the second one. It's sort of like an on-their-own without the whole Marvel Universe, so you so you would take Endgame out of it, because Endgame, without everything building up to it, is not the best Marvel movie. I would have Winter Soldier and Into the Spider-Verse as co-number one Marvel property movie. Like, no horseshit. They're so good. Anyways. Uh, hey, I watched a movie this week. Shock of shocks. All right, what'd you watch? Uh, so, you might remember uh, a couple months ago, uh, Facebook decided to advertise the steel book of certain movies to me. So, I, I, I'm like, I don't need this. So, then I clicked on it and bought it. And to get free shipping, I bought a second movie with it. I did not watch the second movie yet, which is Battle Beyond the Stars. It's coming, don't worry. Uh, I watched that almost yearly, apparently. But the other one was Transformers the Movie. And I mean the 1986 animated Ooh, one. Uh-huh. So I just broke out the steelbook of that today. And let me tell you, 
This movie is both made for kids and not made for kids at the same time. So I'm going to have to give it a pass on a lot of things. So I'm going to look at it from an objective. It was made to sell a new generation of toys to kids. Mm-hmm. But so I'm it... going to have to give it a pass on things like totally coherent plot. The plot is super coherent. Kids can follow it, but it skips a lot of steps in there. You know, it goes to a lot of things just to get what it needs to get to the next step. And and let me say that it is a lot of crazy shit in this movie. And a lot of just filler, but not the right filler. Like when Hot Rod and Cup crash on the on Quintesson and have to fight the Sharktacons. There's your answer, Legionnaires. Sharktacons. <laughs> Um, now that's a great scene, super cool. It's got some great moments, but it doesn't even necessarily fall. It gives you, a, it's all that just to find out who is attacking Cybertron because they don't know, and to get the name Unicron. Yes, Ba Weep Grana Weep Ninibong. Yes, that's the <laughs> universal greeting. Yep. Um, but that all of the big set piece scenes are great. The connective to an issue is kind of weak as shit. It, like, it does not stand up to any pondering of how the fuck this happened in any way, shape, or form. At all. Not even a little. But it's made for kids. It's easy to follow, but when you're an adult, you're like, uh, shouldn't there be... So there are the other half of the group is on the planet of junk, and they get fucked up by the Decepticons, and Ultra Magnus gets killed. And then they fight the Junkions because they're trespassing. And then Hot Rod and Cup land and give the Universal greeting. And next thing you know, they're fucking friends and they're going off. They're like they're 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 reviving Ultra Magnus. Apparently, they can do that on a planet of junk. Fucking okay, hey, who knew? <laughs> uh, and then they're going off to fight Unicron together because that's what why? they do. So it makes sense when you think about it because Unicron's a threat to everyone. Planet of Junk's just a small snack for him. But it's like. It doesn't make any sense when he's like, what? You skipped, like, a step of them becoming friends. Like, you don't just say universal greeting and you're friends. That's not how things work. I mean, if you're a kid, I guess that's how things work. Good guys help good guys. But shit. It doesn't always make sense, but the set pieces are great. Um, The character designs are really cool for the new Transformers. Um, I also love that there is Springer, who's the green one, who transforms into a helicopter and a... uh, uh, a car, he's the first Autobot triple changer, uh, is like the classic action movie guy. You know, he's a badass. He's got all the best action movie quips. Like, some of his lines are great. He's like, I got better things today <laughs> to do today than die. You're like, fucking A. But he's not the main character. When any other movie, he would totally be the main character. And Hot Rod would be like the plucky sidekick. But he's not, because Hot Rod, of course, the chosen one, which you figure out two seconds in. Like, and it's so tonally crazy because the Decepticons come in and they murder a bunch of your, your old favorite Autobots, including, like, their security chief and two of their toughest members. And they don't even get to kill the Decepticon in, in return. It's, like, really tonally weird. I, as much as I love this from being a kid, as an adult, I still enjoy watching it. But I have to be like, yo, we're lazy as fuck with this, weren't you? Like, I could write a better story now. And I'm not a writer. So. 
But anyways, in any case, it's still super fun to watch. The soundtrack soundtrack is a fucking banger. It is amazing. And uh, hot takes. I got hot takes from this movie. First <laughs> off, there's a whole thing where everyone's like, you know, Hot Rod apologized to Optimus Prime because he tried to stop Megatron from shooting him and got in the way. You could have stood there for a million years and Optimus Prime would not have pulled the fucking trigger on Megatron because he didn't have the cojones. He was standing there against his mortal enemy at his mercy and didn't just blow him away. To quote Tuco from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, you need to shoot, just shoot. Don't talk. Would have solved a lot of problems. But, you know, so I think Hot Rod did nothing wrong. Optimus Prime would not have killed him in cold blood like that. It's not, he's, that's why he wasn't worthy of the Matrix, because he's not willing to do everything for his Autobots. He has a moral line he won't cross. And the, the Matrix is just doesn't have any of that shit. Apparently, Hot Rod would, so that's why he would do it, which is fine. And then the second hot take is The Touch is not the best song on that soundtrack. As much <laughs> as everyone loves it, they love it because of the scene it comes in. The first scene it comes in on is a scene of Optimus Prime landing and fucking up all the Decepticons' path, which is fucking great. I'm not going to lie. It does make the rest of the Autobots look like a bunch of little pussies. But it's not the best. Dare is absolutely the best song on that soundtrack. It is inspiring and great and should have been the theme, but the touch got all the radio airplay, got played at the right moment. And uh, so it's most people's favorite, not mine. Uh, I'm going to give this, uh, from a nostalgia point of view, I give it one space rep because it's super fun. It goes quick. It just, even the stuff it's wasting time on is all just there to make sure you can understand where the plot's going. You know, you can sit back, you can multitask and watch this. You'll have no problem. Uh, as an adult, fuck, it's got to get three because it doesn't make any sense. It leaves out all the proper connective tissue. There's not character development, but it's a giant toy commercial. So how far can you go? <laughs> You're trying to be sugarcoating. Oh, Marshall. God, sorry. <laughs> So there you go. I, I suggest it. I did not. I do not regret buying it on Steelbook at all. It's got a bunch of extra features. I can't wait to look at. Um, if you don't have the soundtrack, get the soundtrack. Or better yet, get the soundtrack cover done by the Cybertronic Spree. It is fucking great. They do a great cover of everything on that soundtrack, and it supports a band that's local. Well, not local, but I mean like a smaller band. So. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is great. I have this regular soundtrack, and I also have the Cybertronic Speed version because I'm a nerd, and they're both good. Uh, Gonzo, go before I ramble too long. <laughs> um, so the next thing I watched was uh, the new What If. Um, the new What If came out, and it is the final episode, and it actually sets up something. Um, won't send it. Uh, won't, won't go into details. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I had a good time with it. Um, but you can tell that they use this to jump off something else. Well, I mean, uh, everything in Marvel is used to jump off something else nowadays. Correct. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, just, I, it's just how good the standalone part of it is compared to that. And this is a bunch of standalones. And so far, the standalone bits have been good. Yeah. But it did it did get a jump off. I liked it. There's a lot of people that said they didn't like it uh, based on what it was. And... I get it, but for me, I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I'm always cracking up when I find out that, like, who survives certain things. Um, 
but I, I liked it. I can't wait to see if they're going to do another season of it or if they're just going to uh, continue with this and go even further. Um, with the what I think that sort of depends on the next level of move, next batch of movies. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, I would probably give it like a one space herpy, but overall I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, no spoilers, of course, but if you want to talk about it, send me a message and I will fix that for you. Uh, Kathy? Yeah. I also saw, uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard yesterday. Oh, it was it was a day for watching action movies with lots of explosions and some chase scenes. And this one I liked, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. However, the beginning of it was so slow. It, it just took forever for it to just pick up the pace. It, I, I think maybe 45 minutes, and I'm like, is this going to be like this the whole time? And then it picked up. And then it was all edge of your seat, action, action, action. And and that was, that was the fun part. The beginning where it's setting things up was just slow. So I'm going to go uh, to Space Herpes. I really enjoyed it. There were some fantastic chase scenes. Oh my so, god! I, I think it's definitely a one for me, if I remember correctly. It was yeah. super a hoot. It, I, I, <clears throat> well, I was. I really enjoyed it, but the beginning just, I was, it was just too slow. There was something with the pacing of it, and also, the, the filter they used for filming this just seemed weird to me. And I know they were trying some, something with it to give it a certain look, but. Uh, it, in certain instances, I didn't really care for that. <laughs> I don't recall it being slow either time I watched it. I think it was super enjoyable both times. I guess I'll have to watch it again soon. I have it on uh, Amazon Prime, so. Yeah. It was worth the money. Absolutely. I, am, I will still watch it again. And I absolutely am looking forward to seeing the, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, too. So. Yeah, it, I, I think the one thing I liked about it is all those crash scenes and the fight scenes and the chase scenes, nothing was done green screen. It was all like, here's all it real explosions. Was really well choreographed. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing I really, really liked about that. So, John, did you have anything else? Uh, no. Um, the other things I have is the Great British. Great British Breaking Show is back on Netflix, which I enjoy thoroughly. Um, they only release an episode a week, so, you know, I have to take it slow. But I just enjoy good baking shows. Oh, that'll be nice. I, I like that show. Yeah. Um, still with the cast from last season, so it was okay. Um, I really, I really, 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 really like it. Uh, I like to see what people do. I like to see, you know, how they make things. Because uh, I like baking and cooking myself, so it's really interesting. So. Uh, but the one thing I did a lot this week was I played a new MMO. Um, I played, I see John's eyes roll. <laughs> I did play New World this week. I did buy it. I've been dying for a new MMO for a very long time. Um, new World is uh, pretty much the 1600s with magic 
demons and a mysterious island that has all this weird stuff on it. Um, so, it is actually really... I really, really enjoy this game. Um, I've got a group of people that I play with, so, you know, I'm, I'm on there. But there is there are some issues with this game. One of the things is, uh, when they released it, a lot of people decided to go to certain servers. Because they all wanted to go with their friends. Cool. Alright, no problem. Except for when you go to a server, and servers have a limited of, like, 2,500 per pe 2,500 people per server. And you've got a queue of 20,000 trying to get online. To this one server. And I'm like, what? So I had to convince the people that we were playing with that I was like, hey, this server has a queue of 20,000. We are not going to get on this server. We'll never get to play. We need to go to a different server. We need to jump to a different server and get one that's still got a decent population and maybe a little bit of a queue because you expect that, you know, at the beginning of a new MMO starting. And then it'll eventually flood off where people will, you know, stop playing. And they were like, yeah, you're right. Let's go. Which I thought was great. Um, but they did something this week. I think they started it yesterday. You can't create new characters on certain servers. So if you didn't have a character on there before, you don't get to. Um, do, they, do they not like people's money? Um, well, what they what, like money? they're trying to push everybody to different servers for the time being. Because they said after two weeks, they'll let people change servers. Transfer to different oh servers. My. Thank you, John, for that resub. Um, but there is... You can't have a 20,000 queue for a server that only holds 2,000, 2,500 people. No, um, you can't. That's, no. that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So it, it was a big issue. Um, so other than that, it's been a really good time. I thought it was a lot of, I mean, I've had a blast. Uh, I'm playing a, I'm playing a rapier slash pirate. Um, she uses a bow instead of a musket. Cause I like the bow a whole lot better than the musket. Uh, but usually she uses a rapier and it's like one of the harder weapons to play with because it's not just walk up and smash with like the great hammers and all this other stuff. Uh, it's more about, um, reacting to what the mob is doing to you uh type thing so you got to be very careful uh <laughs> but i really like it it's a lot of fun um the graphics are insane the sound is incredible the crafting is incredible i we have one person in our guild she does nothing but craft she doesn't fight monsters at all and she's like the third highest level in our guild because of all the crafting, because you get you get experience for doing everything in the game. Oh, Pick up cool. something, you get get experience. Craft stuff, you get experience. You know, visit places, you get experience. Because uh, there is no class in the game; it's just skills. So you could technically learn every single weapon in the game, and you could be everything in the game. If you wanted to play like a paladin, and I put quotes around that, okay, yeah, you can pick up the big hammer and a life staff, and now you've got. Big Hammer Life Staff or Sword and Shield Life Staff. Um, and there isn't a cap. You All weapons cap at 20 points. So that determines how your builds are. Um, and you can redo your stats and your weapons. You could switch your... You could technically level up every single weapon to 20 and play however you want every different day if you would like. So, I mean, cool. that's just how it is. I enjoy it a lot. Um, it does have its flaws. 
Um, there are some technical issues like dungeons. 20,000 Q servers isn't a flaw. Yeah. Well, after the first day, they opened up 28 new servers just for the east side of uh, North America. And, um, that still wasn't enough. Uh, they, at one point they calculated how many people were in queue. Um, they had 550,000 people waiting to play the game in queue. And I'm like, Amazon, you can't do that. Do, do not want. Yeah. So, I mean, they did, they did. But the problem is they can't it. just open queues forever because eventually the population is going to drop off. And Correct. That's the reason why they're, they only let people play. They won't let people make characters on certain servers, new characters until after all that starts to drop off. Cause after two weeks, people are saying, eh, it's not the game for me. I'm done. Cause yep. there's no monthly fee. It's just 40 bucks and you've got the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm having fun with it. I like it a lot. I'll continue playing and I'll be streaming that on Friday. Um, sometimes Mondays and sometimes, or sometimes Tuesdays. If our RPG okay. isn't playing. I'll say Mondays are going to be hard, but yeah, <laughs> Well, I'm talking about stupid our, our, our stupid online games. I want to talk about uh, last Sunday morning. I forgot to mention it in the podcast afterwards. I had my best game of MechWarrior Online ever. Uh, so, Gonzo, no, I did. Guess how much damage I did, Gonzo? Mm-mm. Just take a guess. My uh, best game ever, ever. Best game ever? I have no clue. Are we talking about what? Five or six? One thousand four hundred and nine damage. So uh, I'm happy with a 500 damage game. I did almost yeah. equal that. I did uh, four killing blows, seven assists, three solo kills, seven kills most damage dealt, which means every one I shot, I did the most damage on them of our team. What mech it were you was using? crazy. It was uh, Nightgire. Which one? Which it's a clan mech. One? It's uh, a clan mech, 75 tonner. Oh. And it was even on my alt account. It wasn't even on my main account. It was on my alternate account, <laughs> the uh, Jono Striker one, because I don't have a Night Guy on my main account yet. It was super awesome. I, I didn't even realize it to the end. I just went around shooting everyone, ran out of ammo with my auto cannon, you know, part of the way through. And I mean, it's just absolutely nut job. Oh, the Jade Falcon Civic Mech, of course. <laughs> well, honestly, just since he's here, I got that mech because El Marshall only plays something with auto cannons. So I played the Jade Kite with. Uh, all the auto cannons on it. Uh, this is with the prime version with my uh, two large pulse lasers, two medium pulse lasers, and a UAC 10. And it was just crazy. I, I don't think I'll ever quit quite that much again, but it was amaze balls. There you go. Yay. Yay. I want to play this game. <laughs> it's time. Is it time? It's time. So, all right, guys, we appreciate everybody watching and listening. Uh, who do we want to send you to? Let's see. Who do we have on? Do we know? Oh, V's on. We should probably send it to V. Oh, yeah. V or Mobile seems like the two, the two main ones. Yeah. V's probably better. V's got the last one. Dragon doing. is playing Iron Sworn with Liam. Yeah, we'll send <laughs> you to V. <laughs> Thanks, El Marshall. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, guys, please take care of yourself. Please wash your hands. Please wear a mask. Please get vaccinated. If you can't get vaccinated for whatever reason, as a medical or whatever, uh, take care of yourself. We want to see you once this is we get yep. you know can. Flu season's uh, coming, so wear that mask. It helped yeah. last year. It'll help this year. Definitely. We're gonna beat the flu through masks. <laughs> so for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. 
I'm John. Good night. Call back to the beginning there, kind of. Uh huh. I remember that. <laughs> I, mean, I barely remember the beginning. <laughs> may have been drinking too much. I'm John. That's right, y'all. Marshall masks and hard alcohol solves a lot of problems. Yes. Great incoming. Make sure you hit that and make sure you go over and say hi and hit a follow. And he is always one of our good friends. <laughs>